So here we go. Let's get off in this word. I'm so excited about this word today. And I got my computer up here. Um, and we're going to get off in this word. All right. The title of this this morning is The Rapture is for Individuals. Can we say that? The Rapture is for Individuals. Now, the people that go in the rapture, there will be a group of people. <laughs> but I want to say it's for individuals. Somebody say amen. amen. The word rapture is not appear in the original text of the Bible. It is in the Latin translation, rapture, which means the catching away. Second coming of Jesus Christ. Is mentioned all over 389 times. It is the second most mentioned event in the Bible, only second to salvation in the Old and the New Testament. So the fact that Jesus Christ is going to come back, y'all, is imminent, and it is mentioned in the Bible almost more than any other subject in the Old or the New Testament. All right? So we're talking about the rapture is for individuals. Who can tell me, this is end time school, who can tell me where the number one rapture scripture is from? Anybody know? First Thessalonians. Come on, we're in school. First Thessalonians chapter 4, the police officer knows. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, we are spiritual, holy, we know everything. We don't know the scriptures, though. I'm talking leaders and ministers. Hello? Amen. I should have heard some leaders and ministers. Where is the rapture scripture found? 4 and 15. Let's go. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 15. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 15. All right. Let's look at 13. But I would not have you ignorant brothers and sisters. We had... Concerning those who are asleep. What does that mean? What does that mean? People who are dead. The Bible calls them asleep. All right? People who we call dead. And dead doesn't mean dead according to the Bible. Somebody say amen. Everybody is in, a, is, is in some place and their body will be awakened. That's the righteous and the wicked. Sinners and the saints. Everybody will stand before God. Somebody say amen. amen. Did y'all hear that? Amen. He said, I don't want you ignorant that you may not grieve as others who have no hope. So it's talking about those who have died in Christ. Listen to what it says. For if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again, how many of y'all believe that? Amen. So God will bring with him those who sleep in him, in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not prevent those who are asleep. Verse 16, for the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. Do y'all believe it? How many of us believe that? Believe the Lord is going to descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangels. So he's going to shout, and the voice of the archangels is going to shout, all right, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that means your grandmama, your auntie them, your uncle them, your papa them, your mama them, your sister them, your cousin them, your friends them. If they were saved, they were born again. If they're in Christ, they're going to rise first when Jesus Christ comes back. Next one. 17. Then we which are alive. I want you to see that and mark this in your Bible if you can. We which are alive and do what? Remain. So those of us who are in Christ and remain where? In Christ. And remain. He puts that there for a reason. Every word means something in the Bible. So we which are alive and do what? Remain. remain. <laughs> How many of y'all want to be remaining? How many of y'all know the devil don't want you to remain? So what are you going to do? Constantly pull, constantly attack. 
But that, every time, you know, you talk to people, oh, is this attack? No, it ain't attack. Well, okay, when are you attacking and what does he attack you with? Right? We always win. Well, that's just me or that's just something. No, it's the devil. Somebody say amen. amen. And he has a plan to do what? Attack you, right? To pull you away from Christ. Because he knows the scripture. Those that are alive and what? Remain. Shall be caught up together with them. With who? Who's to them? The those that died before us, right? We'll be caught up together with them in the clouds. Ain't that going to be good? And I, I, this ain't biblical, but I do have just my imagination. You know, your grandma and them got up, right? I think he's going to probably put me with mom alone. Come on, somebody. Because I'm be with them. Those, those that died before us. Ain't no sense of me being over there with uh, Pablo Martinez. I don't know him. What y'all thinking? That when I rise, I think God has some compassion. Somebody say amen. I'm going to be caught up with, with the people that done already died. Somebody say amen. We're not meeting them in heaven in the rapture. Come on, somebody. We with them coming from earth, and we're going to join them in the air. Come on, somebody. Come, can y'all see this? They're going to be hovering, just waiting. They're going to be waiting. They're going to, oh, they're going to my grandbabies. Oh, look at Cassie. Oh, look at Ronnie. Oh, look at, look at Regina. Come on. Oh, look at, look at Lungy. Hallelujah. We're going to have a reunion in the air. Shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, y'all, that is the scripture that describes the rapture. All right? Now, the subject today is the rapture is for, for who? Individuals. 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 Right now, our country is being divided along political and racial and moral lines. I mean, it just is. The Republicans, they weigh Republican. The Democrats weigh Democrat. Nobody's on the line. Black people against white people. White people against black people. White privilege, it's critical race theory, moral lines. Either you down for the transient, transgender, transformer, changing, back and forth, or you not. Hello? And if you're not, you got to keep it quiet because you don't want to be silenced or tagged online or what have you. But there's so much division. There's so much division. There's so much division. Along all of these lines right now. And people are divided. And they're divided into groups. They're divided into groups. And I was I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna keep saying it because it's caught on and people really begin to see it. If you're a Christian and you're a conservative, conservatism is not Christianity. Somebody say amen. amen. All Republicans are not going in the rapture. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They not. They not. Somebody say amen. amen. All Democrats definitely ain't going in the rapture. Somebody say amen. amen. It don't matter what you are, what group you're in. All the Baptists ain't going in the rapture. Right. All the Church of God in Christ ain't going in the rapture. All the Pentecostals not going in the rapture. All the Catholics are not going in the rapture. Somebody say amen. You can you can you can side with whatever group you want to be side with, be with all that all that stuff, y'all. There is no uh, homogeneous group of people that's all going. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, can can black people just be honest? How about all the black people ain't see if, if Afrocentrism was right, all the black people would just go in the rapture because we black. How many of y'all know all the black people ain't going? Uh, it's very quiet right now. How many of y'all know all black people ain't going? Amen. Hello? Hello? White supremacy. How many of y'all know all white people ain't going? How many of y'all know all, all Hispanic people ain't going? Come on, somebody. Because the rapture itself is for what? Individuals. <laughs> the rapture is for individuals. We can break it down further. Everybody in every family ain't going. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Every, all, a lot of the great uh, pastors and preachers, the Les Summer, Ken Hagen, to uh, 
Andrew Womack, Fred Price, they, they all had children. They got in trouble. Or Roberts, his son committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Just because you was in the Oral Roberts family don't mean you were saved going in, going in the rapture. Somebody say amen. amen. Just because you, Kenny Hagan grandson, I think he got arrested, one of them guys. But look, for a drive-by shooting or something, just because you was in Kenny Hagan family don't mean you saved and going in the rapture. Come on, somebody. Nobody's saved because of who your last name is or what family you came through or what your granddaddy did or what your daddy does. Come on, somebody. PKs, all that. Well, my daddy's a pastor. It don't matter. Somebody say amen because the rapture is for what? Individuals. And I'll add salvation is too. Salvation is for individuals. And that's why our church is a little different. We're very serious with salvation and baptism. We got a baptism today, right? So we're real serious. And if we haven't talked to you, you're going to be baptized. We need to talk to you because we need to make sure that you're born again. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. And we, we, we like to talk to people, like to hear their testimony. We like to hear what's happened since you say you're saved. So we can judge, okay, is this salvation or is this, is this a religious experience? Somebody say amen. amen. Because I've, I've been a lot of places, camps, hundreds of people come down. Y'all, I've done altar calls. My wife and some people have been there. That We've had over 100 people answer altar call. We've had over 50 people in one service answer altar call to get saved. How many of y'all know we understood that everybody that get, came up there for salvation probably didn't get saved? Somebody say amen. Because salvation is individualistic. Can we talk about individualized? Come on, somebody. We all got on different shoes in here. Somebody say amen. But y'all, some of us, we got different arches. We got different. Y'all, even the same size, we couldn't wear the same size and feel the same way. Somebody say amen. Because shoe wearing is individualized. Clothes wearing is individualized. Somebody say amen. I wear size 36. Well, size 36 don't fit everybody the same way. Suits, Italian cuts, all that stuff. So sometimes, you know, you get like me, like you got to get your stuff tailored, right? <laughs> to fit you right. Somebody say amen. amen. So y'all, it's individualized. And y'all, I'm going to tell you that many of us are depending on other stuff that has nothing to do with our individual walk with Jesus Christ. We can be whatever, whatever group we want to be with. I'm black. I'm a lotto. I'm this. I'm that. You know, and we feel, why do people fight so hard for their blackness, whiteness, whatever it is? Because they believe deep down in their heart that this was going to cause me to win. Somebody say amen. amen. Why do people argue so much for their political party? Because in the end, they almost believe it's divine. This 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 was this this was gonna help me be on the right side of things when all the smoke clears. I want to say it one more time: the rapture is for individuals. Say it again: the rapture is for individuals. So the first thing we want to say is individuals in the church will be judged. Christians like to. Wave the idea of the judgment in the face of non-believers, sinners, you know. The judgment is coming. And uh, I used to see these tattoos, only God can judge me. You know who wears those tattoos? You know who says that? Sinners. <laughs> Wicked people say that. And you know what, Lungy? They are absolutely right. Did you know that? Did you know that Paul tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 5 not to judge the world, not to judge those that are outside the church? Did you know that? Did you know that? He said don't judge those that are outside. He, he said, but who should we judge? We should judge those that are inside. Somebody say amen. Anybody calling themselves a Christian. And many of us as Christians, we like to often wave judgment in the face of non-Christians. And when they say only God would judge them, 
They are right. Only God will judge them. But they will be judged. Somebody say amen. amen. But y'all, judgment first begins with who? The house, the house of God. Let's go to 1 Peter 4.17. 1 Peter 4.17. I want you to see this. It's individualized too. It's individualized. The rapture is for individuals. If the rapture happens right now, I guarantee you. Everybody in this room not going. There'll be some people left. There'll be some people taken. Let me tell you something. God's not bound to take couples. <laughs> Won't be couple rapture. He don't have to take the husband and the wife. <laughs> it won't be family rapture. He don't have to take the husband, wife, and the children. He don't have to take all the siblings. Somebody say amen. amen. It's, it's individualized. Let's go to 1 Peter 4.17. For the time is come that judgment must begin. Where will it begin? At the house of God. Point blank, plain and simple. Now y'all, we, we can look at the transgenders. We can look at this and that. We were out eating yesterday. For our 29th wedding anniversary. Today's our 29th wedding anniversary. And we saw cross-dressers and transgenders. And you know Christians, we look. Look at that. Look at this. But that's fine. Y'all can do all that you want to. But God is looking at us doing that. Because judgment is going to start where? In the house of God. Most of them people ain't claiming to be pastors. They're not claiming to be anointed. They're not claiming to be prophetic. They're not claiming to be members of the church. Now, most of them not now. Come on, somebody. So we can look down our nose at this one and that one and this one and this one and this one and that one. Somebody say amen. And some of our young girls out there, bless their heart with, I mean, all of it out. You know, when, the, when, the, when, it, when it gets so cut that the other part of the breast starts showing, and we, what we look, mm, look, now she know better. She might not know better than that. Only God going to judge her. But who's going to judge the church? Somebody say amen. amen. We can judge people all, all we want to. And Christians, we feel good about ourselves when we can judge a non-Christian or somebody wicked. When we can look down our nose at this one and that one. And you know what my wife said? She said, you know what? They just need Jesus. That's what she said. She said, they need Jesus. They need Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. For the time has come when judgment first, must first begin where? At the house of God. And if it begins at us, come on Tupac, what shall be the end of them that don't obey the gospel? I mean, think about it. If it begins with us, what about them other people that's out there don't even know God? Somebody say amen. So that, that's the same reason we need to be reaching out, right? Sharing the gospel. All right. So judgment comes to us, and rapture is a judgment. If I walk around the room and I go, all right, when I point to you, I want you to come with me. Uh, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one. Because we got some heavy stuff to go pick up outside. Number one, I knew the reason I was calling them. Because we got heavy stuff to pick up. And I'm looking at them judging whether or not they can help me. Somebody say amen. I made a judgment call. Right? The rapture itself is the judgment. That's the first stage of the judgment. Because he's going to pick out who's going. Somebody say amen. Are you still with me? Go to 18. And if the righteous be scarcely saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Now, I want to show you something I never saw before. I studied this, I guess it was yesterday. Let's go back to Matthew, what chapter? 25. 25. Let's go to Matthew 25. We're in end time school now. Somebody ought to be getting this by now. Matthew 25. All right. So we're looking at the ten virgins. Now, we're not going to go through the story. 
But the Bible says, look at verse 2, five of them were wise and five of them were foolish, right? And we know at the end that those that were foolish, right, Verse 11, afterward, the other versions. Everybody say the other version. The other Christians. <laughs> See, there's the Christians and then there's the other Christians. Y'all know about the other Christians? The weed smoking Christian. Everybody say the other Christian. And see, them be the one. Don't judge me. No, we got a right to judge you. Are you calling yourself a Christian? Live with their boyfriend, but ain't having no sex. Everybody say the other Christians. <laughs> Go sell that to somebody down the street. Come on. Yeah, when he get cold, come on, somebody. Y'all had sex last night. Come on. Because y'all knew y'all was coming to church today. Hello. Everybody say the other Christians. The wine cooler Christian. Come on, the other Christian. Yeah. Christians don't care nothing about the things of God, but all about the things of the world. Come on. Look at their playlist on their phone. Everybody say, the other Christian. The other Christians who were foolish. What happened? They came saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Verse 12. But he answered, truly, I do not know you. I do not know you. So they missed it. Okay. So, if we were dealing with statistics, some of y'all have taken statistics. Not everybody passed statistics, but <laughs> what's the statistic? One out of how many made it? One out of two. One out of two. One out of two. Then the kingdom of heaven should be like unto ten virgins who took their lamps. Five made it, five didn't. One out of two. Hmm. Let's go to Genesis chapter 19. I just want to show you something. Y'all, we're not even into it, and I, I, I'll finish this up next week. Is this good for anybody? Amen. You see how many ways you can look at this stuff? I thought y'all was like, he's going to run out. I'm not running out. <laughs> we're not running out on this. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hmm. I want you to look at Sodom and Gomorrah, 19. 19. Let's, let's deal with how many people God wanted to save in this scenario. How many people was eligible to be saved? It was Lot and his family. So it's Lot, his wife, right? How many is that? Two. He had two daughters. How many is that? And those two daughters had two husbands. How many is that? Six. <laughs> Look at verse 14, 1914. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law who had married his daughters and said, Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But to his son-in-laws, he seemed to be joking. Whoa. That's minus two right there. So now we're down to four. Now we're down to four. Who did God want to save? Six. But son-in-laws was the other Christians. Comfortable in Sodom. The place of debauchery. Come on, somebody. The Bible says Lot's righteous soul was vexed for the things he kept seeing every day. But yeah, I ain't saying you, you shouldn't be vexed. Come on, somebody. When I see a, a man dressing up like a woman, that's vexing. I don't get used to that. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't get used to it. Take me on Facebook. I don't get used to it. Because it's not right. It's perverted. Somebody say amen. amen. So that's two, that's two down right there. So now there's four more. Four more that can be saved. Hello? Look at verse 16. And while he lingered. Why is Lot lingering? 
Man, he trying to wait for his son-in-law. Hoping. Oh, God. Any of y'all got some family? You just, Lord, just let them, just let them turn the corner. Lord, just please let them come on around. Let, just let them, come on, just let them accept Jesus. Just let them, it's, it, it's getting late in the evening. It's getting late in the evening. Getting late in the evening. And the sun is going down. They used to sing that in the Baptist church, right? And he lingered. And the angels, the men, took hold of his hands, verse 16. And his wife's hands. The angels got his wife's hands along with the hands of his two daughters. Now, I don't know how many hands the angels got, but he got all the hands. <laughs> and the Lord, being merciful to him, brought him out and set him outside the city. So, yeah, there's two angels, yeah. They can have one daughter on this side, one daughter on that side. Lot on, the other angel got a lot on this side, the wife on that side. Dragging them out of the city. Come on. Say, the Lord being merciful. And when they brought them out of the city, they said, escape for your lives. This is the angels. They say, don't look back. How many of y'all, some of y'all so rebellious, even an angel tell you to do something, you're not going to do it. I ain't got to do what they tell me to do. That's their opinion. Hello? You can call it whatever you want to. Hello? It was the mercy of God. Do not look behind you or stay anywhere in the plain. Escape. So Lot said to them, please, my lords, my servant, have I found grace in your side? I've shown mercy. You've shown mer you have shown your mercy. Um, and he, he wants to escape to the mountains, blah, blah, blah. All right. So they grant him to escape to the mountains, right? But look at verse 26. But his wife behind him looked back. She became a pillar of salt. Let's count now. That was four, and now it's what? Three. What's the stat on that? One out of two. One out of two. One out of two. Y'all, what if half the folk that say they say, half the Christian, half the people in this room, half the people that sleep in your bed? I don't know. What if that statistic reigns true? One out of two. One out of two. Can I show it to you one more time? It's a judgment, y'all, because the rapture is for who? Individuals. individuals. <laughs> Am I showing this to you in the Bible? It's for individuals. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's go to Matthew 24. So I'm showing it to you this the third time, right? You think it might be some validity to this? Matthew 24. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, the Bible is very clear. When we are judged, we're not judged for our father's sins. We're not judged for what our mama did. We're not judged for what white people did to black people. Hello? <laughs> We're not going to be judged for any of that. We're going to be judged for what we did. Somebody say amen. All right? I want you to see this. Let's go to... Let me see. I'm trying to find it. I'll tell you what. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 21. I know we can find it right there. Luke chapter There's a scripture say one will be taken, one will be left. You see that one? I thought that was, I thought it was Luke chapter 21. 
Well, let's look at 21. We're going to find that one as well. I want you to look at verse 16. I want you to look at verse 16. Some of this is happening now. Uh, they've been trying to set this up through social media and so forth, contact tracing or whatever you want to call it. But I want you to see this scripture right here, and it is powerful. What does it say? And you should be betrayed both by parents, brethren, kin folks, friends. Some of them, they should cause you to be put to death. Keep going. And you should be hated of all men for my name's sake. Keep going. But there shall not one hair of your head perish. Keep going. In your patience possess ye whoso. Wait a minute. What about my wife, though? Hello? What about my wife? What about, what about my children? Huh? Talk to me. No, what is it saying? By, by, you shall possess what? Your soul. Not, not anybody else's. Somebody say amen. amen. Right. Matthew 24, 41. Let's go. That's where it was. Matthew 24, 41. So it's your, it's individual, y'all. That's all I'm trying to show you. It's individual. It's individual. By patience, you shall possess your soul. You have no authority over anybody else. And when the rapture happened, it's judgment starting at the church, but it is individualistic. Look, two women shall be grinding at the mill. One shall be taken. One shall be what? They was together. They was friends. Obviously, they got something in common. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to what it says again. It says, watch ye therefore, for you do not know the hour. You do not know that the Lord will come. Two will be in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. One will be taken, the other will be left. One will be taken, the other will be left. It's individualistic, right? Listen to verse 40, 43. But know this, if the owner of the house had known what out of thief would come, he would have watched and not let his house be broken into. Therefore, ye must be ready. You, 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 you. Not, it's not talking to a group. It didn't say husbands, make sure your wives are ready. Wives, make sure your husbands are ready. Parents, make sure, make sure your children are ready. It said, look, you must be ready for in an hour when you least expect it, the Son of Man is coming. Y'all, I can't manage your expectation. I can't manage what you do or don't do based on your expectation. Nobody can. That's individualistic. Are y'all still with me? And we keep seeing this ratio what? One out of that's how close it's going to be. One out of two. Now, I, I, you know, I can't preach that as a doctrine of theology, but we've seen it three times in the scripture. It was one out of two. Somebody say amen. <laughs> oh, God. Individual responsibility is being lost in our culture. Now, there's a lot going on about the critical race theory. We're going to talk about it. How many of y'all know we're going to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. We're going to, but we're going to change the letters a little bit, brother. We're not going to talk about the CRT. We're going to talk about the CTR. The critical thinking about race. Somebody say amen. Because the one thing I believe the African Americans lack, especially in this time where we just buying whatever somebody's saying, is critical Thinking skills. Yeah, we're going to talk about the critical thinking race. Somebody say amen. amen. All individual responsibilities lost. So through, through, through critical race theory, all of that, we're saying that all our problems come from white people. <laughs> Y'all, that's such a lie. We got into a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. Y'all, that's, that's the biggest lie ever told. And I'm going to tell you, we've seen the results of white people not being the source of all your problems. All you got to do is go to Jamaica. You go to Jamaica, 
You know, white people were defeated. The British was defeated by the Jamaicans. Did you know that? The British was defeated by the Jamaicans. Hello? Yeah. Black people up here would probably be satisfied if it was only black faces on our money. Right? We got, we got all the white faces on our money, right? That's why we oppressed. Well, over there in Jamaica, all they got is black faces on their money. There's nobody white on their money. When you go into the airport, there's nobody white. Everybody doing everything in the Jamaican airport is black. I mean, black is me. Somebody say amen. I mean, they black, they black, 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 they black, black, they black, black, because they black, because they black. They black. No white oppression. No white oppression in Jamaica, because they defeated through a revolution. They defeated the white people, the British. There's no white oppression in Jamaica. All black faces on the dollars. Yet, a tank of gas is $153, one tank. Because their money has no value. The reason their money has no value is because their economy is jacked up. And it's because, not through oppression, but after they defeated the British, the Chinese came over, the Asians. And they said, hey, we'll give you a million dollars for that. They took the million dollars. And the Indians came over and said, hey, we'll give you 500000 for that. Amen. Sold all their wealth away. Sold, all, sold, sold all, all the land away. All that. And so, listen, all the businesses for the black people, they got little, little huts, you know, straw, you know, little huts. Look like 1907 or something. But the Asians, they got buildings, they got computers, they can take credit cards, you know. They can't even take no credit cards on the side of the huts and stuff like that. They want to live like that. And it has nothing to do with white oppression. It's quiet up in here. <laughs> when we got, we, I've been there. When we got over there, they, they had, they had the, the MPs in the street with the machine guns because there was young black gangs that was terrorizing everybody in Jamaica where we were. And they were uh, uh, robbing and stealing and jumping in cars, carjacking people, carjacking the tourists. Hello? Hello? Amen. Yeah. Had nothing to do with white people, though. And the men over there, they, they sleep around and they go with this one, go with that one, and divorce this one and leave that one. There's no fathers in the home, but it had nothing to do with right, white oppression. Somebody say amen. amen. Had nothing to do with slavery. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> no, how about personal responsibility? Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. How about personal responsibility? Hello? I don't care if this brother is racist or not. He can't stop me. He can't stop nobody in my house because my children got a father in the house. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you're racist or if you're not racist. And now they got unconscious racial bias, which means if I am a, 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 if I am a racist, I don't know it. Right. <laughs> so how can you help me if I don't even know I'm a racist? Somebody say amen. And what does that have to do with all the shooting in the street? What does that have to do with young black people looting and rioting? What does that have to do? Come on, somebody. What does that have to do with all the destruction and all of the black-on-black -black crime, which more likely a black man is more likely to die at the hands of a black man than a white police officer? Thousands of times over. Somebody say amen. No, we need to take personal responsibility. Somebody say amen. amen. Individual responsibility is lost. Critical race theory. Now we want reparations. Now people got white privilege. They need to give. How do you give up white privilege if you're white? Well, I'll just do blackface. No, you can't do blackface. Try to look black then. Well, what do you want me to do? Come on, somebody. All this on somebody else. But let us steal and loot because we're angry. Come on, somebody. Let us walk into Walgreens, take whatever we want to out, 
in California. And they, 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 they won't even chase them down. Somebody say amen. They won't even stop them. Hello? They told the officers, don't even, don't even arrest them. Somebody say amen. Because, you know, we've been oppressed. No, it's time for people to take personal responsibility. Somebody say amen. amen. And y'all, you know we got that in the church? We do. We do. And, and folks, Christians want the pastor and the preachers and the minister. They want, y'all want us to do everything. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 13. Y'all going to laugh at this. James chapter 5, verse 13. Because y'all, the rapture is individualistic. You got to take individual responsibility. Come on, somebody. I was talking to somebody, and they're like, but what about men? See, if I go kill somebody, they're going to give me 20 years, and the white man go kill somebody, they're going to give him 20, 10 years. I say, bro, why are you killing somebody, though? <laughs> Let, let's start right there. Why are we killing people? <laughs> Can we talk about personal responsibility? Jeez. James 5.13. Is there any afflicted among you? Let him pray. Is there any merry? Let him sing. Hello? No, I'm merry, but I want Tamisha to do my singing. I'm afflicted, but I want Brother Gerald to do my praying. Somebody say amen. No, if you're going to make it, y'all, and I'm, I'm, I'm real serious. And we, we talked about all that worldly stuff just to get your attention and get you to understand individual uh, 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 responsibility. But you know, as a Christian in these days, you're going to make it in the rapture. Y'all, you got to be individually responsible. You can't blame nobody. You can't expect nobody to do your singing for you and your praying for you. Y'all, we'll touch and agree with you. But y'all, some of us, we're not babes no more. And y'all, we need to start taking personal, spiritual responsibility. And we talk to people all day long. They come to counseling and this and that. Yeah, hey, let's pray for 30 minutes. They don't want to do that. Why? Because it's them being responsible. Right. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all, you know, we come to church. We want the praise team to do our singing. We get in trouble, we want to watch Netflix all week. Come on, somebody. Movies all day, hello, on Facebook all weekend, and then come, Pastor, can you pray? There's no problem with us praying, but y'all, in, in, in the meantime, come on, somebody. It's a long time between Wednesday and Sunday. It's a long time between Sunday and Wednesday. Y'all, you got to learn to do your own praising. Come on, somebody. You got to learn to do your own singing. It's called personal responsibility. And don't get up here and be no hypocrite and dancing and singing in church. And then when you hit something at home, you don't nobody hear you singing. Don't nobody hear you praying. Don't nobody see you taking authority. Somebody say amen. It's called spiritual responsibility and as a Christian we are spiritually responsible for some stuff if you write write this down it's not even in my notes you are responsible number one for daily time with God do you spend daily time with God let's break it up make it very simple daily time in the word of God hello Everybody say the written word. Amen. Daily time in the rhema word. Everybody say the preach word. Amen. Daily time in communication with God. That's called prayer. Set you aside a time. Let me ask you a question. And y'all, I'm preaching to myself. How many of y'all got a major problem, something that you're dealing with right now? Here's my question. Have you sought the Lord, though? Here's, I'm going to make it real plain. How do I seek the Lord? Number one, spend some time set aside privately by yourself with your Bible, praying. If you got tongues, if you got a spiritual language, 
praying in tongues, praying in English, praying with a prayer journal, writing your prayers out, and listening for the Lord's response. No, you want to get called pastor. You want to call somebody. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Have you sought the Lord, though? If it's real deep, it's real strong, how about this? No food. Have you fasted? Come on. These are all the tools God gave us. Y'all, I can't do my I can't do your fasting for you. I can't do your seeking of the Lord for you. To as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the children of God. You got to be led by the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. amen. Now I can help you. I can pray with you. I can agree with you. I can counsel you. But at the end of the day, you got to have a relationship. Because at the end, you don't want him to say, well, Pastor Rodney knew me. Yeah, but I don't know you. Because then we say, I don't know you. And let's not get in delusions about who we're talking to either. No, we're not talking about spending time with your emotions. Spending time with your own brain and your own mind. We're talking about busting into the supernatural. And sometimes we got to fast and pray, get along. So that we can know that we're hearing God. Somebody say amen. amen. You are responsible for that. I'm going to go down here and do this. Did you see God? Did you see God, though? We got people, and y'all, I'm not talking about anybody here. I'm, if, if it's you, I'm definitely not talking about you at this moment because somebody just did it. People, I'm talking about just did it. People are having elective surgery when they don't have to have it. Having, having prayed, having sought God, I had a relative, you, know, you may know something about this, had elective surgery, told them not to do it, had all, all kind of complications, almost died. Because they didn't seek the Lord. They just wanted to up and do something. Somebody say amen. We, I can't do your seeking for you. All these big decisions you got to make. I can't do your seeking for you, bro. Next house you're going to do. No, you and your wife, y'all got to get down and get into some agreement and see God. It's individualized. And y'all, we've lost that in the church. We've lost it. We think churches to come, see, oh, thumbs up, thumbs down. But I was trying, it was kind of good. I think I might join. Oh, pastor was all right. Oh, it was associate. They wasn't so good today. Oh, he had a guest preacher. It was real good. All that stuff. Y'all, at the end of the day, though, what are you doing that you're responsible for? And if we went around the room, one out of two. I guarantee you. How many of y'all spend time with God this week? One out of two. One out of two. How many of y'all got in the Word every day? One out of two. It's the same stat. How many of y'all really seeking God for that one thing that you're dealing with right now? Or you ruminating, or you just thinking about it, or you just talking to everybody about it, telling, complaining to everybody about your problem. No, no, you are responsible. Somebody say amen. amen. Everybody say, I'm responsible now. I can't blame nobody else. And if it's not going good, it's not nobody's fault but mine. Y'all, it ain't white people's fault now. That the black community is jacked up. Amen. Come on, somebody. When I lived in the hood, I wasn't locking my wheels and locking my steering wheel because I feared some white supremacy somewhere. <laughs> I just wasn't. Hello? I don't not stop at the gas station in the black neighborhood at midnight because I think some white supremacist is going to come up and do something to me. Come on, y'all. We're going we gonna, we gonna to stay right there, y'all. And so every time you, then, Rhonda, you got to talk to them for 20 minutes, and then they say, well, well, yeah, well, well, well. They all corrupt. No, they ain't what you said at first. Somebody say amen. 
What about personal responsibilities? And, and, and I, I confess this to Dr. Rogers too. We was in Hawaii the other week. I watched the, you know, the one with the commercial. I did watch Boys in the Hood, but I was studying it for preacher purposes. I had seen it when I was a little boy. But it was so hypocritical. Number one, John Singleton hired Ice Cube as the main character for a Stop the Violence movie, and his brother and did four platinum albums about violence in the black community. Can we start right there? Then Lawrence Fishburne gets out in the community down in Crenshaw, and he gives a whole speech, a sermon, about the white people bringing drugs into the community, bringing gun stores on every corner, and this and that. But then when he talks to his son about sex, he said, hey, man, just put on a condom. Come on, somebody. What's the leading problem in the black community? Fatherlessness. That's all you got to say, bro, on that? And you ain't with the mama or your son now. Come on, somebody. All hypocritical, y'all. Because we don't want to take no personal responsibility for nothing. It's all somebody else. Come on, somebody. And it's creeped over into the church. If the pastor had the Holy Ghost from, if he was really more powerful, then he'd have knew in the word of knowledge that I was sleeping with my boyfriend, even though I told him I wasn't. And then I would have stopped because I knew it was God. Y'all, that's stupid. You know it's God because it's in the Bible. You are personal. Come on, somebody. You are personally responsible. I cracked my daughters up. I don't know. Somebody say amen. amen. Is this good or not? Yes, Is it all right? Yes, it was good for me. Yo. I know y'all expecting Dr. Rogers. I, I'm doing my best. Somebody say amen. amen. You get Dr. Rogers out your head now. We back. Somebody <laughs> say amen. <laughs> Personal, individualized Christianity. We got to get to that. Yeah, who can steal your joy? Who can steal your joy? I'm mad because what? I'm upset because what? Who can make you upset? Anybody know the answer to that question? Huh? Who, who can make you upset? Nobody. Nobody. Y'all, nobody can make anybody do anything. Do you understand that? Not on your inside. Have no control over you. They can physically do some stuff to you, restrain you, put you somewhere. But y'all, even those people that were captive, Nelson Mandela, people like that, they say, man, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't change my inside. Come on, somebody. I was bound on the outside, but I was free on the inside. But we blame everybody else for our stuff. And it's right here with these foolish versions. And I'm closing. I didn't think I would get through this. But, it, but we are. Let's go back to 25 verse 8. Oh, God. That's what I've been trying to get. The entitlement, no responsibility, Christianity is going to cause you to miss the rapture. But one out of two Christian is really taking responsibility. One out of two. Here we go. And the foolish. Can we all read it together? It's on the screen. Let's say it. And the foolish said unto the wise, give us your all. Stop. <laughs> Why? Why should I give you my jojoba hair oil that I use for my braids. <laughs> then my stuff going to be looking napped up. Come on, y'all. Then you have a chance to go to the store. You got money. Get ready to go check. Now let me use your oil. No. My hair ain't looking jacked up. I sing on the praise thing. Come on, somebody. 
still get oil. Obviously, the wives took the opportunity to do what they were supposed to do. But the foolish said, you already did that, so give me some of yours. Back to the natural. Black people, telling white people, you need to give us some of your stuff. Because your great, 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 great somebody did something to my, not, not to me, to my great, 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 great somebody. But how did they get their stuff? They worked for it. Come on, somebody. They went to school. They got up every day, went to work. No, give us your stuff. Entitlement. Why? Why do I owe you my stuff? Somebody say amen. amen. You got stuff. Give, give me some of yours. No. Not socialism here. The food. Everybody say the Bible said that's foolish. And y'all, in these last days, I'm telling you, as a Christian, you're going to have to have your own stuff. You're going to have to have your own relationship. You're going to have to have your own quiet time. I mean, to just get through this, all this COVID, the fourth wave. Y'all, do you understand? I, I, I know what goes on in the head of some of y'all in there. Man, you just have to almost breathe and count to 10 to calm yourself down three or four times a day because of the way your mind works. Y'all, you got to have a quiet time. Y'all, did you write this down? What did I say? Number one, what? Daily. You know they say teach us how to pray? What, what was in the prayer? Give us this day. Uh, that's what God wanted you to do every day. Talk to him. Y'all, and this is true. Some people don't pray. Last time you prayed was at the conference on Wednesday. You really sat down and prayed. There's some people in the room just like that. Last time you read the Bible, you read it up on the screen. You have no commitment to the things of God. You have no commitment to the word of God. You have no commitment to spending time with God, to hearing God. But you want everything to work right. Somebody say amen. amen. And then some, some others of us, we... We like to skip around the Bible to the scriptures that make us feel good and look good. Always the victimization scriptures over in Psalms and stuff. Get out of Psalms. <laughs> when my enemies, even my foes, came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. It's always the scripture that make you look good and feel good. So you're studying the Bible still in your feelings. It's so funny. You hear people in the church service. When they get something, that's, uh, they don't say nothing. But it's something they feel like it's against somebody. Amen. Mm-hmm. Y'all, that's silly. You got to grow up. Somebody say amen. amen. You are personally responsible, y'all. Don't nobody owe you nothing. And y'all, in this time of Christianity, the Bible says it's coming right down the middle. One out of two. One out of two. You got to do some of your own praying. A lot of it. Your own singing. And in the face of contradictory circumstances, you better learn to laugh at the devil. You better learn to keep your emotions up and happy. Because people don't want you happy. The devil don't want you happy. Somebody say amen. amen. He wants you worried. He wants you strung out. He wants you in strife. He wants you all of that stuff. But y'all, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking personal responsibility. Come on, I done raised my kids right. I love my wife. But I'm taking personal responsibility. Somebody say amen. amen. 
and I'm going I'm going I'm going to be the pastor of my home. I'm going to do those things that God told me to do. But you can't make nobody do nothing. Somebody say amen. amen. You can't make nobody feel a certain kind of way or act a certain way or talk a certain way. Come on somebody. But I'm going to take personal responsibility. I'm going to get in the word for myself. I'm going to pray for myself. I'm going to keep myself. Come on, somebody. I got to keep myself. It don't matter what you do. Come on, somebody. Well, you stabbed me in the back. So now I got to act. No, no, no. If you stab me in the back, I'm going to act just like Jesus. Go ahead and do what you got to do quickly, Judas, because I'm still going to be Jesus. I'm still going to die on the cross for your sin. I'm still going to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Somebody say amen, because it's individualistic. I end up missing heaven, going to hell, missing the rapture, because I'm still mad at something you did against me third, uh, three weeks ago or two days ago. The devil is a liar. Somebody say amen. I walk in love. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to love you. I'm still going to do good to you when you're doing bad to me, because y'all, I believe that the rapture is for individuals. I'm working through forgiveness while the rapture happened. Wonder what's going to happen to me. I'm still working through it. Because Jesus said, if you don't forgive everyone that trespasses against you, every trespass, neither will your heavenly father forgive you. You know, I, I need far much more forgiveness than what I need to give to somebody else. I need far, far more. Somebody say amen. amen. And when the rapture happens, I don't, I don't need no trouble. And it's individualistic. And I can't say if I miss the rapture, it's because Lungy did that to me that I could never get over. I couldn't forgive him. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say it. <laughs> Some some people believe, and I, y'all, I preach this every, this first Sunday. We're gonna do some people. They just don't get it, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. Offended, offended, offended. Leave the church offended. Stay offended three, four months. Y'all, it's individual. You are responsible. Write that last one down. You are responsible to daily walk in forgiveness. You know, Peter asked Jesus, because he thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> he did. He's like, Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive somebody in a day? 490 times. Y'all, some of us got 20, 30 offenses from 2005 that we keeping on people. And Jesus said 490 times in one day. Let it go. Y'all, we are personally responsible, y'all. It's not nobody else. And we need to stop blaming people for where we are spiritually, for where we are socially. Come on, somebody. You think black people mad at me watching me on Facebook? I love you, though. Amen, because I told the truth. (laughs) It's the truth, y'all. I'm sorry. Where's Black Lives Matter in Chicago, though? They won't even show up. And even, like, if I was Black Lives Matter, I would at least show up now because we've been saying this for three years. Why y'all ain't in Chicago? At least show up to say, okay, we went to Chicago. Shut up now. They still ain't showed up. 20, 30 people being shot every weekend. All black. And we want to talk about what somebody else needs to do, what they ain't doing. You know, the Williams brothers say, clean, clean around your own front door. That's what white people need to start singing. Before you try to sweep around mine. For real, man. And as Christians, we are personally Responsible. How many of y'all want to walk in more of that responsibility? I gave you four things. Just real practical. Real practical. 
Y'all, if you can't get over and forgive something in a day, y'all, you in trouble. The Bible says it. It says, do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. That's why the devil having his way. Because you will not obey the scripture. And y'all, at the end, you say, think you're going to say whatever you want to. You're going to be judged by the scripture, y'all, as a Christian. As a Christian, that's what you're going to be judged by. And I've, I've heard people that went to heaven, went to hell. I've, read, I've heard their testimony, and they always say, angels and Jesus will always ask them the question, Didn't, haven't you read in the Bible? Didn't you read in the Bible that the Lord said? That's all they talk about. Not our feelings, not how bad somebody did it. No, no, no. They say, didn't you read in the scriptures? Because <laughs> once you know it, you are personally responsible. Every head bowed, every eye closed.